Meanwhile, recorded live in the Lava Lamp Lounge, it's somewhere in between a radio zine. News, music, culture, stories, and more. This show is what we make of it, and hopefully you'll join us in the fun, too. Now let's get started. And welcome to a few Christmas audio shenanigans. It's issue 24, Holiday Music and Robert Frost. When it comes to the holiday season, nostalgia reigns king. The entire concept here is to evoke the feelings or the images of our own past. And so, in doing that, we go to incredible lengths to try to recreate things that we remember, things that we've read, things that were appealing, anything really, that fills us with some sort of sense of magic and wonder and, well, the holidays. Sometimes it's as easy as putting up a tree in the living room. Other times you have to go to more elaborate lengths and watch certain movies on certain days, decorate the house in certain ways, don't forget to open that advent calendar every day. These kinds of traditions are very important because as people and creatures of habit, to be honest, we are always looking for some way to be reassured in a constantly changing and often anxiety-inducing world. And these traditions are certainly good at burying themselves in our minds and giving us something to think about and to aspire to as the year wears on. Now, I could think of any number of traditions and habits that I embraced as a young person growing up. But as someone who has spent a lot of time on radio, there's one particular tradition that speaks to me in a very big way. Every year, around this time, I would anxiously put my ears to the radio in the hopes of maybe, just maybe, catching this song coming over the airwaves. Okay, good day. This is our Christmas part of the album, and you can play this at your Christmas parties. Uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought, like, I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part, and we're going to tell you what to get uh, your true love for Christmas. <laughs> Look out the window. Where? <laughs> what are you doing? Snow. What? Oh, head. it's a great white north, and it's snowing because it's Christmas time. Hey, Hoser. What? Uh, here's a quiz. Quiz for Duck. Okay, I have my thinking toque on. Yeah, right. What are the 12 days of Christmas? Just um, figure it out, right? Christmas is when? Uh, the 25th. Right, and what's the 24th Christmas Eve, right? That's, so that's two. two. And then what's after that? Uh, Boxing uh, wrestling day. day. No, get Boxing out. day, yeah, yeah. That's three. I know. Then what's after that? Nothing. New Year's. Four. And what's... New Year's Eve? Five. Okay. Where do you get 12? Uh, there's two Saturdays and Sundays in there. That's four. That's nine. And three other days, which I believe are the mystery days. 
Okay, now, this is our Christmas song, in case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. Oh, Jesus. You start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, good. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, that should be more there. Day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Oh, yeah. More. The fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, two golden Christmas, my true love gave to me. Six packs of two for five golden toots, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven packs of smoking gift. Oh, six packs of two for five golden toots, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Um, go, Holzer. Oh, eight, eight days, days of Christmas. The true gave to me eight comic books, seven eight packs of smokes, six packs of two for five. And a beer. Yeah, that beer is empty. Okay, day uh, 12. Good day. And welcome to day 12. Yeah. Golden toots, four pounds of bagging, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Where did you learn to do that? Uh, albums? Bonus. So, like, that's our song. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And good day. Good day, everybody. Happy, Happy New Year. Left out what? Donuts. I told you to get me donuts. Either on the ninth day or the tenth day or the eleventh okay, day. I wanted donuts. But I want Merry Christmas, everybody. Or on the twelfth day, you could have got me a dozen donuts. Go on to the you could have gone down get some to presents. like the good donut shop where if you buy a dozen, you get another one free. And that would have been 13 for the 13 days of Christmas. Next Christmas, get me a chainsaw. That song is a beauty. Yeah, I think it ranks up there with Stairway to Heaven. What? As we continue to embrace old traditions every year, I'm reminded of something that one of the wisest people I ever met said to me, which is, there's no tradition like a new tradition. And sometimes... It's worth embracing that sentiment completely, even when that sentiment comes from a wise cracking robot trapped in outer space.
I think it's kind of uh, hot to be wearing these scarves in oh, here. Yeah. Well, the scarves are must. You can't go caroling without a scarf. Catch your death. Man, you were like one of those kids I remember in uh, high school that used to sell the most candy bars for the marching band. You yeah, know? and you'd be yeah. president of the swing choir, yeah, too. Definitely. Uh, thanks, Joe Robinson. Thanks, Tom Servo. <laughs> what a kiss up this guy. Uh, okay, now, if you'll all look at your sheet music, uh, we can rehearse my new song. You wrote a Christmas song? Hey, there's no tradition like a new tradition. <laughs> Wait a minute, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas? Uh, yeah, yeah, based on my favorite movie, Roadhouse. Come on, what the heck does Patrick Swayze have to do with Christmas? Hey, you keep Christmas in your way and let me keep it in mine, okay? Oh, uh, come on, sir, it seems like a nice enough sentiment. We can give it a shot, come on. All right, okay, okay. 12-8 uh, time, uh, uh -huh. key of A flat major. Oh, uh, Cambot, shoot him the tune. Uh, okay, you'll just have to stay with me, everybody, okay? Uh, your parts are written out. Let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas. By Crow T Robot. <clears throat> Paul, let's have a Patrick Swayze Sweet Christmas. Right. <clears throat> Hit it, Cambot. Oh, oh, I start. I get it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Okay, pick it up. Bye. <clears throat> Open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in. We'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. And Santa can be our regular Saturday night thing. We'll decorate a bar stool and gather round and sing. Oh, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas this year. Or we'll tear your throat out and kick oh, you in the ear. Hold it, hold it, Cambot, stop it. Uh, Crow, I don't know if I think this is an appropriate sentiment anymore for Christmas. Hey, what, like a good action sequence don't belong at Christmas? Well, no, it's just that I've never heard of an action sequence in a Christmas carol before. Yeah. Well, then grab hold of your socks and read on, Joel Robinson. Okay, okay. pick it up from measure 20, Cambot. <clears throat> Lovely intro, though, very tasteful. Thank you. It's my way or the highway this Christmas at my bar. I'll have to smash your kneecaps if you bastards touch my car. I got the word that Santa has been stealing from the till. I think that that right jolly old elf better make out his will. Oh, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas one and all. And this can be the haziest. This can be the laziest. Can be the Swayzeyest Christmas of How long before it becomes a standard? I think you gotta come with me. Come on. We'll be right back. Save a leg for me. Quite a bit of the holiday season has been secularized in a way that makes it enjoyable for almost anyone of any religious flavor, and not necessarily the one that is name-checked in the holiday on the 25th. However, the religious connotations of the holiday certainly have not vanished, and so much of the culture surrounding this time of year is completely ensconced 
and very heavy, heavy Christian theology. And often those kinds of songs and that way of celebrating the holiday, while very meaningful to some, can certainly make others feel as if they're outcasts when really they just want to have a good time this time of year. This is why I try to turn to some of the most popular secular pieces of culture that I can find in order to get my holiday fix. And of course, one in particular shines very brightly above almost all the others. Our story begins on a chilly day in late autumn. Emmett Otter and his ma were headed up the river, rowing and singing. She was known for her generous silhouette And yet She was known even more for The bathing suit she wore Once a pirate tried to steal it It was rumored he was gonna use it For a pirate sale I'm innocent of such an act He cried the fact Of loving friends she made All the children enjoyed her In many ways Some days When the sun was a scorcher Grandma Otter was their shade Even so it was her bathing suit That made her famous It was almost heaven sent On the line, a tourist would mistake it for a circus tent. Now she has gone. Now she has left us. Okay, so it's not really that Christmassy. I like the song, what can I say? Paul Williams always does it for me this time of year. And to be fair, there's a lot more Christmas content throughout the rest of that particular film. So give it a shot if you don't know what I'm talking about. And if you are sitting here going, come on, let's get back to the holiday stuff, then Let's get back to something that we can all agree on. A white Christmas. Something that I feel very strongly about and something that almost never, ever happens. And so, this time of year, 
I find myself chanting this particular song, hoping things will change. Might not be bad at that, you know, the snow-covered slopes, the skiing, the Christianas and the stemming and the plotzing and the shushing, hot buttered rum, light on the butter, and snow. Snow, 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 snow. It won't be long before we'll all be there with snow. Snow, snow. I want to wash my hands, my face in the air with snow. Snow, I long to clear a path and lift a spade of snow. To see a great big man entirely made of snow. Snow, where it's snowing all winter through, that's where I want to be. Snowball throwing, that's what I'll do. How I'm longing to ski through the snow. Those glistening houses that seem to be built of snow. Snow. See a mountain covered with a quilt of snow. What is Christmas with no snow? No white Christmas with no no snow snow snow. snow. I'll soon be there with snow. I'll wash my hair with snow. And with a spade of snow, I'll build a man that's made of snow. I'd love to stay up with you, but I recommend a little shut I go to sleep and dream of snow. Snow, snow, snow. I got my snow, so I guess it's time to get one more necessary accoutrement to complete the holidays this time of year. So let's turn things over to our good friend Robert Frost so we can get that last little detail in order and really kind of figure out how we can best celebrate this time of year. Christmas Trees by Robert Frost A Christmas Circular Letter The city had withdrawn into itself and left at last the country to the country when between whirls of snow not come to lie and whirls of foliage not yet laid there drove a stranger to our yard who looked the city yet did in country fashion in that there he sat and waited till he drew us out a buttoning coats to ask him who he was. He proved to be the city come again, to look for something it had left behind, and could not do without and keep its Christmas. He asked if I would sell my Christmas trees, my woods, the young fir balsams like a place where houses all our churches and have spires. I hadn't thought of them as Christmas trees. 
I doubt if I was tempted for a moment to sell them off their feet to go in cars, and leave the slope behind the house all bare, where the sun shines now no warmer than the moon. I'd hate to have them know it if I was. Yet more I'd hate to hold my trees except as others hold theirs or refuse for them. Beyond the time of profitable growth, the trial by market everything must come to, I dallied so much with the thought of selling. Then, whether from mistaken courtesy and fear of seeming short of speech, or whether from hope of hearing good of what was mine, I said, there ain't enough to be worthwhile. I could soon tell how many they would cut. You let me look them over. You could look, but don't expect I'm going to let you have them. Pasture they spring in, some in clumps too close, that lop each other of boughs, and not a few quite solitary and having equal boughs, all round and round. The latter he nodded yes to, or paused to say beneath some lovelier one, with a buyer's moderation, that would do. I thought so too, but wasn't there to say so? We climbed the pasture on the south, crossed over, and came down on the north. He said, a thousand. A thousand Christmas trees? At what a piece? He felt some need of softening that to me. A thousand trees would come to thirty dollars. Then I was certain I had never meant to let him have them. Never show surprise. But thirty dollars seemed so small beside the extent of pasture I should strip. Three cents, for that was all they figured out a piece. Three cents so small beside the dollar, friends, I should be writing to within the hour, would pay in cities for good trees like those. Regular vestry trees, whole Sunday schools, could hang together on to pick off enough. A thousand Christmas trees I didn't know I had, worth three cents more to give away than sell, as may be shown by a simple calculation. Too bad I couldn't lay one in a letter. I can't help wishing I could send you one, and wishing you, herewith, a Merry Christmas. And that's going to do it for us this week here on the program. Somewhere in between a radio zine, holiday music, and Robert Frost. Issue 24 contained a poem written by Robert Frost and read by Austin Rich. Every holiday season, millions of Americans post memes trying to remind responsible pet owners that if we're cold, they're cold. On behalf of responsible pet owners of America, we urge everyone with a pet to work diligently to improve our reputations, so the world doesn't want to post these senseless memes anymore. We would never do that to our buddy boys. What kind of monsters do you think we are? It's up to all of us to improve our reputations, so meme sharers will think better of us. If we work together, we could be rid of this blight on the web by Christmas of 2021. Friends don't let friends think pet owners are horrific, unfeeling abominations. Do your part today for a better internet tomorrow. 
This episode was produced by Austin Rich in the Lava Lamp Lounge and was assembled using only the finest in 20th century technology. In the long-standing tradition of most zines, there is an open submission policy here. If you have a story you'd like to send in, read, or just want to be a part of the show, why not drop a line to austinrich at gmail.com? That's going to do it for us this week. You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. And without you, there would be no program. Be seeing you.